Okay, my name is Gavin Bell. I'm the area manager for the southern and central sections in Table Mountain National Park. Originally, I started as a section ranger down at Cape Point in the Cape of Good Hope. Um, also worked in the, the central sections of the park in, in Solomon and Tukai, and now as area manager oversee the, the, the conservation management um, in both the southern and central sections in Table Mountain National Park. Um, there's a number of reasons. I mean, um, where it starts off is, is in terms of the biodiversity that um, we find there. Um, um, it is a hot spot in terms of plants in the world. We've got plants that occur there and nowhere else in the whole world. And we can take it to certain places and show you where there are three or four plants left of a species and they don't occur anywhere else in the world. So we have um, a high rate of, of, of indemnism there as well as uh, rare and endangered species. Then um, it's also spectacular um, in terms of scenery. Uh, at the point itself, you've got these beautiful cliffs um, which you can stand on top of and, and look out across the ocean, um, both on the False Bay side and the Atlantic side. Um, and then it's very popular with the number of activities and facilities available for, for visitors. Um, also animal life, we have quite a bit of game there um, that people can enjoy in terms of, of game viewing um, and birding. Um, and then there's lots of spaces where you can go and sit quietly and not be disturbed by lots of people. So it is, it is a, a national park um, and you have a, a, a suite of, of activities from being on your own in a quiet spot and spending time um, quietly or to any of the busier spots that you want to go and enjoy and see. So it, uh, it's, it's special in that it, it's, it has a range of, of, of um, activities, etc., that meet people's needs. People come all over the world to see Cape, Cape Point, um, particularly as um, it is the most southwesterly point on the African continent. The most southwesterly, our sister park, Gullis National Park, is the, the most southerly point on the continent. Okay. Um, but this is the most uh, westerly point, um, and it has a lot of significance in terms of our history as South Africans, um, locally, nationally, as well as internationally, in terms of where that um, end of the peninsula juts out into the ocean. It's it's got a lot of historic and geographic significance in terms of, of our history with our, our people that, that um, lived along our shores, San, Khoisan people, as well as um, then starting with the, the, the trade routes going through to the east and the world wars. It's played a role um, over centuries um, in terms of significance internationally. We've got a number of units there um, um, for overnighting. Um, we've got the Elant and Dacre family cottages um, where you can overnight. We've also got on the beach Ulifansbos guest house and a little cottage um, where you can also overnight. And then we have um, the overnight trail where you can hike, on, hike along routes, sleep in the overnight hut and then hike back out. That's a two-day trail. Um, and then on our borders, um, just adjacent to us, we've also got a tented camp where guests can also overnight there if they want to stay in. Then in, that's in terms of accommodation. And in terms of facilities for visitors, at the point itself we have rest, restaurants and takeaways. 
We've got uh, retail outlets, Curo shops, um, and then we have the uh, um, funicular, which is sort of a small railway or a, a, a tram that takes you up to the top lighthouse. And then there's a whole lot of walks around um, the top lighthouse, the historic lighthouse, the original lighthouse that was built there. Um, and then in various other sections of the park, we've got trails that people can enjoy for hiking, um, especially for looking at plants and um, bird watching. And then we've got picnic sites. We've got a number of picnic sites in the park and tidal pools, as well as a slipway where you know, fishermen want to come and launch to get out into the into the, the marine protected area, which surrounds the Cape Point Cape of Good Hope section. Uh, the main the main activity in terms of the numbers of visitors we receive um, are engaged in sightseeing. Um, you can get to a lot of areas along there for, for viewing over the cliffs, as mentioned earlier on, um, looking for whales, dolphins. Occasionally you spot sharks from up on those cliffs, a great white shark that's in the marine protected area. Um, and then obviously hiking, very, very popular for hiking, some beautiful walks. Um, you know, picnicking, um, you can go picnic and you can bright our bright sites. And then there's also snorkeling, um, diving, fishing. Um, mentioned earlier game drives in terms of game viewing. Um, and then lots of visitors come through for birding, bird viewing as well. I think everybody has different needs um, in terms of what they want to experience. So um, a lot of people want to get away from the hustle and bustle of their daily lives. Um, and, and it's perfect because there's lots of spots there where you won't see anybody, very quiet. Um, other people might want to go there, um, you know, they've had a tragedy in their life and they just want to be close to nature to heal. Um, um, other people would like to go there to find a quiet spot to pray, um, which we find. Um, and then there's recreational activities like um, hiking or snorkeling. Um, um, and lots of people will do that. And then obviously, um, and birding and game viewing. And then, um, you know, your tourists that are coming in for the day visits in and out. Um, their main purpose is to get down to the point itself in Cape of Good Hope um, and do the, um, the viewing from those, those top of the cliffs, um, which is very special. Oh, yeah. Having been there for 20 years, there's so many. You know. um, but I think, I think in all the years, um, having worked there, is, is, it's been special in terms of the staff that are there um, and the personalities over the years um, that we've worked there um, uh, and some of the things the staff have get up, get up to. Um, yeah, and it's also sad because some of our really... Um, loyal, committed staff that worked there for for 40 years plus have passed away. I can think of Alec Brooks. He was, he was actually born there. Um, and Mr. Philip Bainguard that's recently passed away. Um, you know, the staff have, have dedicated their lives there. And, and I think that's a special story in terms of, of getting the park established, the, that section established all those years ago in terms of protecting it for conservation. Um, that's very special. And then the people that have, that have dedicated their lives um, to getting that part of the park to where it is. And it hasn't been easy. And there's many challenges in terms of what we face um, on a daily basis there, the staff. Um, um, 
um, starting off there, it was infested with alien plants. Roy Crons, particularly Port Jackson, taken many, many years of, um, and resources to get that cleared, which we've successfully done. We have huge challenges around fires. We've had some massive fires there and, and all our staff and our fire teams involved in, in managing those fires and putting their lives at risk there. Um, getting all the infrastructure in and ensuring that uh, it doesn't impact on the environment because it's so special that we don't want any plants, etc., to be impacted on by any developments and those are roads and the restaurant, etc. Um, and then the ongoing monitoring and management of, of all those impacts on a daily basis. We have one of the most visited sites in terms of tourists in South Africa. We have over a million um, visitors coming through that one gate to go to um, Cape Point, and there's huge impacts in terms of, of the, the activities, and we need to ensure that those are mitigated or minimized so that the environment doesn't suffer, there's no negative impacts. Um, and that's challenging, but it's, it's very rewarding because we have done it successfully. Um, we are protecting our, our natural heritage for all of, of, of Cape Tonians and everybody in South Africa as well as the world. Um, yeah, and I think that's really the special stories that we couldn't have done that with without any of our staff. Sad to see our, our staff are passing on, and it's all of our turn. But uh, it's also exciting to see there's lots of new young staff coming through, new young rangers, um, and and they are as passionate and dedicated, very young but uh, um, very energetic. And um, we do hope that uh, they're going to be there after we've all left to carry on what it is that they love doing yeah. If you're going to Cape Point, you should um, uh, put on some sunblock, put on a hat, be prepared for wind. <laughs> um, I still remember my, my first day of work there. Um, two things that stood out was uh, tourists that climbed off a tour bus, put their foot on the ground and got blown off their feet and landed up on their back. Um, and a motorbike actually, a uh, rider got blown off his bike by the rider and had an accident. So it is very windy. Um, there's not many days you can bry there without a without uh, wind. Um, and you got to you got to take uh, um, a, you know jacket or something warm to put on if it does get cool. But definitely sunblock and a hat. Um, you need to realise that you're in a national park. It is a wild place, as beautiful as it is. We've got to realize that these wild places are wild. You know, um, there's baboons there. You've got to take care with your food. <laughs> so leave your food and that in the car. Uh, if you see a baboon or it's close to you, you know, don't make eye contact. Move away from it, as with any wild animal. You know, and there's snakes and other, um, other animals there that you need to, as, as in any national park. Um, ensure your safety and your friend and your family's safety. But, um, yeah, um, other than that, I think you need to bring with you, you were saying, what, what should people take with you? I think we would ask that people bring with them the approach that they, they're going into a beautiful, wild, natural place. And that's the only thing that we would ask that they leave behind them is their footprints and that they take everything else out with them, you know. And, and we find that most people do. Very pe most people are becoming um, uh, more green in, in, in how they approach doing things. Um, um, but we would ask that everybody um, takes on that approach and, and that, in the end of the day, is, is best for the environment, yeah.